up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. For full, full disclosure, Ace and Little Cam are not with us. Just letting you know. But then Little Cam then, pops up. Yeah, so, and exactly. Then she you leaves nev- again. You never know. Right. You never know. But uh, we got it's a, a lot of. Week. <laughs> it's a wacky week, man. It's a wacky it's, week. It's crazy. It's crazy. We got a lot of industry news for you. Our really good interview with Miss Lily Borden, and we have box office predictions, Billboard chart toppers, and of course the word of the day. Yeah, I'm excited about that interview with Lily Borden. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have seen anything recently, like Book Club or The Nun or mm-hmm. anything, I mean, she's been in those, and she just is awesome. Yeah. So really excited to talk to her. Yeah, definitely. I just have All this right. real big feeling. I'm gonna mispronounce the word of the day so bad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can you see into the future, sound man? Yeah. Can yeah. you? <laughs> All right, let's start it's off not with based little on past word of the day butchers, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Get some confidence, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's start off with some industry news. All right. Uh, mm. Mm. Oh, I'm right yeah. off the bat. All right, you want me to take this one? Go, go okay. For it. Go so, for it. as you guys know, um, CBS, you know, got rid of uh, Les Moonves. Yep, yep. Um, we still don't know. If he's gonna get his golden parachute payday, but you know they made this big statement, he's out. Got rid of him. You know, Don't. We're, we're investigating him and all that. Well, eh, they, apparently they really didn't. So because oh. it just came out that CBS is retaining Oles for up to two more years, and here's my favorite part: as an unpaid advisor, while still supplying him with his office and paying for security detail for him. But if he gets his golden parachute of $125 million, is that really an unpaid advisor? Right. He's basically still running CBS exactly. without the title. I mean, like... That's ridiculous. If he's gone, you don't keep him in the office yeah. and have him tell you what to do. Yeah, if anything, they'll just move his office to, like, yeah, that's about the to say, last like, office on the left. His <laughs> office. In they the corner. Yeah. They're supplying yeah. him with an office, uh-huh. but I want I want to see what that door looks like. It just says advisor. Advisor. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, man. I, I think he's going to stay right where he was in the office that he had. I mean, I just... What's that's so full of shit? Yeah, like I what mean, the hell? It, get rid of him. If you're exactly. gonna get rid of him, get rid of him. If you're gonna keep him, keep him. But exactly. don't do this whole unpaid exactly. advisor. Maybe there's a disclosure agreement where he has a lot more control in the company than what was previously known. Oh, he's got a lot of control in the company. There's no doubt about that. But my thing is, is are they doing this as a preempt yeah. of? If the investigation shows he is innocent, yeah. they can say, "Wait a minute, right? Nope, he's going to stay on as CEO yeah. because he's innocent." Exactly. And we're not, I mean, are they kind of letting him linger around just in case? That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, or Honestly. is there going to be payouts? Like he's going to pay off a whole bunch of people to get out of the trouble? Mm. No, well, I mean, because he adamantly denies it. He admitted to the two relationships, but said they were They're consensual. consensual. And denies all the rest. So. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah. to say the very least. But yeah. I still want to go on record and say much respect to Julie Chen Moonves, Moonves for standing by him and focusing on protecting her young son yeah. from all of this crap. Hell because yeah. regardless of whether Dad did it or not, however many decades ago, he hasn't done it that we know of since then. Exactly. And the son shouldn't have to hear all the crap exactly. in the media and go through all this stuff. So much respect for her for focusing on where the focus needs to be, which is keeping that child sheltered from all the crap that's going on. So exactly. well done, Julie Chin. 
All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, more uh, happy news. Let's uh, brighten everybody's day a little bit. Steve Irwin's family has landed their own series on the Animal Planet. Crikey! Crikey! <laughs> Carrying on his legacy. I think this is awesome because he was just a great person and great for the animal community and going around the world like helping all these people and all these animals. And family's so, really good too. Yeah, yeah. Like family. Just overall good person. Yeah. Bindi. Like, yeah. I mean, her, I mean, she, I think she became the world sweetheart when she was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, you know? probably. Yeah, and, and then all that stuff she tweeted about her dad and keeping on his legacy and yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, with environmental protections and things like that. I just, yeah, yeah they just seem, and then his wife too. She's, I don't think she ever remarried or got with anybody. No, I mean, it's always been nothing but I think just a full continuation of Steve. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think they're like the embodiment of Steve and what he stood for. And so this idea of the show coming back with them as the family carrying that on. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. Huge fan of the family. Huge fan of what they do. Um, I you know who else was a huge fan? Who? Sorry, I know you're going to... Were you about huge, to say... I was just about to say that! Yeah, well, because we share it. Yeah, but yeah, that was a great picture with you there. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Wolverine loves you, then uh, I love yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we're all good. Yeah, they are the greatest showman. I mean... <laughs> What the hell just happened? Well, I, it happens a lot. Don't worry yeah, about it. it yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Ryan Coogler teams up with LeBron James to produce Space, Man, or Space Jam 2. Mm. Oh. Mm. Now, hey, what what has uh, Ryan Coogler been involved in? Oh, in the past? just that small little film, I think. Just you the know, small that one. That one about that black superhero. Yeah. Anybody ever heard of that one? <laughs> you know, Black Panther? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Creed. Um, mm. Fruitvale Station. See? This guy is a genius director. Yeah. He's a genius creator. And LeBron James, by the way, I think now the count is up to like 4,762,000 projects in LA that yeah. he's got going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Honestly. All kidding aside, he's like lining them up. Yeah, dude. seriously. If anybody thought he went to LA to play basketball, no. eh. <laughs> he went to LA for the opportunity. Like, yeah. exactly. And I mean, he's a smart man. He is. Did you honestly. see what he said though? He made a, he made the comment that uh, Space Jam Two is not a sequel; it's a reboot. Oh snap! Which has everybody asking, but what about Mike? Yeah, you know, what what, about Mike? what's you up? So that? that's gonna be interesting. Hell yeah! How that goes down. But if you've attached Coogler, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I was iffy about a Space Jam sequel because yeah. I thought, eh, man, I loved Space Jam. Right. And I was iffy about, but Coogler, man, you can't go wrong with Coogler. Yeah. I've loved everything he's ever done from Fruitvale Station on. Hell so. yeah. I mean, well, and it even says right here that LeBron James has series in the works with NBC, the CW, HBO, and he's working on a British crime drama right now with uh, Drake, uh, Hot 100, dude. Guy. <laughs> I got that person over there. Yeah. And working on a limited series with CJ Walker and Octavia Spencer for Netflix. So, nice. damn, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah. Does <laughs> he have time to play basketball? That's the thing. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, how's that going to happen? But, yeah, I mean, listen to the names you're listing off. Mm-hmm. Drake, Octavia Spencer, Ryan Coogler. I yeah. mean, that's insane. He is lining up some serious exactly. entertainment people. It's really crazy. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bravo, man. I mean, that that hustle. Stop playing sports at some point. You know exactly. It's mean? not something you can but do forever. Again, I want to give credit where credit is due. You see, so many of these guys come from the backgrounds that LeBron came from, and they get in there and they get all this money and millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they yeah. squander it. They buy countless cars, countless yeah. homes. They pay entourages ridiculous amounts of money. Honestly, then they retire and they realize they don't have that anymore, and it's all gone. Exactly. 
Yeah. He's one of the smart ones, like you've seen in the past with Michael Jordan mm-hmm. or so many of that are investing their money. Exactly. They're taking the money that they have now because they know they won't have it forever, and exactly. they're doing things with it to continue to. So much respect for that. I mean, this guy is going to have, a, yeah. I think, a long career in Hollywood. Yeah. So I is think he going to be do... on screen? Is he acting? Uh, I believe for the Space Jam sequel or the reboot, he is. I want I want to see how that is because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but actor or athletes are notoriously horrible actors. Yeah. I've seen them on shows and things like that, and they're always not always usually really bad. Yeah. Did you Sometimes. see uh, Amy Schumer's Trainwreck? He was in that. Oh mm-hmm. no. It, yeah. He was pretty. He had a funny part. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. As long as they don't good. seem awkward. It's, exactly. That's the main that's thing. The I thing. Is that they rush their lines and they seem like you can tell they memorized them. Yeah, exactly. And so as long as he doesn't do that, I think he should be fine. Exactly. I mean, there's been some that have made the transition yeah, though, some. like yeah. Alex Karras and yeah. um, <laughs> and OJ. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Tavia got that mass murderer theme uh, yeah, going on today. Oh, alleged. I'm sorry. He was found not guilty. Alleged. He played football and then he acted. No, he did. You're right. And Bubba Smith. What about and John Cena? John Cena. Oh, yeah. John Cena. You know. yeah. Or what? Let's, yeah, like, yeah. Going back, like Go Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he really oh, kind of start yeah. it like yeah. even before Bubba Smith and them, he right? He was on like, New Girl. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he tussled with Bruce Lee. Oh, man. I mean, come on. I, there are some. You're right. There yeah. are some. Scooby-Doo. But some of them are just so awkward. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, don't no. forget Scooby-Doo. Yeah, no. I completely Scooby-Doo. agree. Some of them just try to jump in, and you're like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone should have told you to just be a producer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Just put the money oh, where the money goes and reap the benefits. Like, just like, just, it. Yeah. Wasn't uh, James McEnroe, tennis star, wasn't he pretty decent as an actor? Too? Oh, yeah. The guy that always got mad at everybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 he was in uh, Mr. D. Deeds. He was hilarious yeah. in Mr. Deeds. Yeah, well, he was married to an actress for a long oh, time. Oh, really? So maybe he picked some stuff. Up. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. trained him at home. Yeah, yeah. Tate, Tatum O'Neill. So, oh, yeah. there you go. Um, there you go. Uh, this next one I find really interesting because we keep talking about this, the battle, the battle between uh, Netflix and... Um, and uh, Disney. Disney. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Disney, <laughs> bro. <laughs> uh, and uh, Marvel and DC. Talking the mic. And Marvel and DC. Oh, I was drinking coffee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, All right. yeah. I can't win with sound, man. He's like, <laughs> you sound like you're coming through two mics in mm-hmm. a tunnel talking to the mic. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Apparently, the writer of Wonder Woman, Alan Heinberg, has signed a deal with ABC and Marvel Studios to create an all-female show for Marvel. Man. So the little back and forth between everybody's everybody... Everybody's like switching up. Like yeah. Everybody's stealing each other's like writers, producers, right. and, and shit. And I mean, what? Wonder Woman, hugely successful. Yeah. Kind of like started the charge for female-led projects. And, and let's you know, be honest about it. Started the charge for the DC Universe because everything yeah. else has not been good. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I mean, as long as everybody has jobs and everybody's working and being creative, like right. maybe the switching up is good for creativity. Exactly. And able to do something different. And, you know, I, I think it can seem negative, like, oh, no one has loyalty and everyone's switching yeah. up. But maybe it's not always such a bad thing. Everyone's yeah. working. No, yeah. and look, it's, not, true. it's not about loyalty, though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's more about, like, just being creative and trying to right. go with the right. project that right. you want to work with or yeah, the thing you want to see. There's too much on that loyalty, like oh, you want to be loyal to this one brand, mm. but that's not how it ever was. See though, but I kind of feel like I mean I think you're right with on the Warner Brothers and DC side, they seem to be like whatever. But Marvel seems very protective of yeah. their Avengers family and their sure. Marvel family. I mean they they refer to themselves as that. They show up at events together randomly and yeah. they hang out together. They're like this big 
giant group of family. Well, now. I mean, we we talked about it before on the show what Disney and Marvel did for Robert Downey Jr.'s dog. Right. So like, I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, that's they, like the actor side the face side of it yeah on the back end there's always been kind of like changing up like josh weeding is isn't he doing 12 things with uh dc now or is he yeah but that relationship kind of went sour well so i mean you know i don't know but i do like i do like though i you know who has a loyal relationship though and why i think that they uh chris evans is gonna do a Mm -hmm. series with apple Mm. And I feel like that's okay because yeah. you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Robert Iger sits on the board of Apple. Yeah, you know, the head of Disney. Oh. So I feel like he's like, oh, I trust you with my Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay. So I, I feel like that. Look, like we've talked so many times on this show, we're getting down to three or four and biggies, b- biggies, and yeah. that's it. So I feel like they're going to be very protective of their properties and very protective of. You can okay. You can use this guy. Yeah. But you can. Yeah. And you know, kind of. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see going forward. It really is. It really. But I also think because remember we talked about this on last week's show that Disney announced that they were going to be using the Avengers characters mm. from the movies on yeah. their own series. Yeah. I, I think the fact that they just announced that Chris Evans was doing a Apple series mm-hmm. probably eliminates Captain America from getting his own series on Disney. Yeah. So. I mean, if we see that, it's probably going to be either Bucky or Falcon that we're talking about getting a series there. So, who knows? I mean, we'll see. I could see Falcon. I can totally see Falcon. Yeah, Yeah. to be honest. I I think you should keep... I mean, I think the normal progression that everybody thinks is going to happen is Winter Soldier, Bucky, Mm -hmm. he's going to become Cap. He's going to pick up the shield. So, I would say leave him in the movies and let Falcon be in the the, the series if that's what you're going to do. Exactly. I think that would be good. Exactly. Uh... Bruce Greenwood signs on for the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. Man, honestly, Stephen King has so many stories. He does. It's insane. They make a joke about it on Family Guy. They're like, he's they have him like sitting in his office, like, oh, it's a haunted lamp. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> like I'm watching Castle Rock right now, and it has like it's involved with basically all of his stuff that he wrote. There's stuff about Shawshank. There's stuff about. Um, it there's stuff about the shining there's and one more but i forget well maybe i can help with that we just got done watching dark tower yeah Mm, and we wanted to pick up the books yeah because i've heard so much better about the books do you know how much how many books are in the dark tower series oh man tell us tell us it's like 18. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm not really too sure, but I'm wow. like trying to research through and trying to get the library books and like, which one's the first one? No, not that one. Yeah. No, that's the eighth one. Yeah. And that's the fifth one. That's, and that's a lot of reviews. There's like, there's a ton of them. And oh yeah, it's Stephen King. So each book is about. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. On camera. Right. uh, but uh stand by me that was the other one because they made reference to yeah when those boys found the body by the train tracks i forgot that he did that one too there's there's a lot of them that i forget that were his too yeah and on the on the other side he's been the subject of in so many other films yeah Yeah. like I, i forget the name of it and i hate that i forget the name but there's a great film with greg kinnear and lily collins and uh nat wolf Mm -hmm. and nat wolf is wanting to be a writer and and he's like obsessed with stephen king King. and he like writes this thing and he soda and his sister sends it off to stephen king without him knowing because she knows how good it is whatever and like stephen king calls him yeah you know and he's like oh my god stephen king called me and thinks i could be a writer but he's also like that on on that end of it too he's been you know yeah Uh, so that's awesome hell yeah and can we just talk a a minute for about the shining sequel Mm because 
Oh, Damn. Did I tell you all I ever went, that I went to the Stanley Hotel? Yes. Yeah, I did right? tell you that. Yeah. Shit. How, how awesome was that? That like, was really good. Oh, yeah, I did tell you that because the lady was a really good tour guide. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. 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 Gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, it has nothing to do oh. with gaffer. It has to do with where the hotel is located. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Was there some ambient too? That's true. Could be why she doesn't remember. Yeah. Well, you know, but they, <laughs> even the tour guides talk about the haunting and stuff and how they say, like, it really, even though the movie's super duper creepy or whatever, it's not very, like, a, it's not a very malicious haunting. Like, yeah. everyone that went there back in the day, like, in the Victorian era, all the way up to, like, the 20s, had a blast. Like, they went there to party their asses off. Yeah, it's off. supposed to be an uplifting, right. more That's of shit. a positive yeah. That's awesome. aura, not, yeah. not a negative connotation. It's just right. Stephen King went, Oh, I gotta make it. Great. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. I gotta make this. Oh, yeah. And then there's a, apparently a, one of the original maids that lived there. That um, she worked there until she like basically died in oh, like, wow. the 90s. But for one period of time, there was a gas leak in part of the estate, I guess you could say. And it, there was an explosion, and she got hurt. And for like a year, the owners paid for her recovery and her medical bills. Oh, wow. And she ended up you know, recovering just fine and working, yeah. like I said, through the rest of her life. And apparently, she's one of the main. Spirits that resides there. That's cool. epic. She goes around. Yeah, epic story. Yeah, and like if you're, they say, you know, it's all supposedly or whatever, but they say if you're a woman and you're having trouble picking out an outfit for the evening, you can leave a couple out. And like when you come back, one will be out and the others will be put back up. Oh shit! Um, shit. Dude. We have got to go here. It's oh, really cool. Oh, if you're, take the tour because they tell you all these stories. Yeah. If you're yeah. a single man, it's, when this was built in the Victorian area, uh, single men weren't supposed to stay in the same place as married couples and single women. You had to sleep out on the lawn. Right. Oh, like a tent wow. for you to sleep out wow. there. Damn. And so if you're well, a single sucks. guy and you go there, sometimes your stuff will be packed up and put out by the door. Right. Like a, a hint. Uh, you don't belong well, in here, single I man. I mean, Ghost Hunters, they had a glass break in the room. Yeah. Oh, wow. The glass is break and shatter. Now, how much is that yeah. real? I don't know. Yeah. I'm all into that, though. Me and Lil' Cam, we used to like travel around and stay at all these little bed and breakfasts that we know were haunted. <laughs> you know, we would visit the Myrtles, which is supposedly the most haunted place in America. And like all the, I'm so into that. I got to go there now. And I you mean, can, for like four, three or four hundred dollars a night, you can stay in the, ho- in the Stanley Hotel, too. And like, depending oh. on which room you go to, like yeah. maybe the one that Jim Carrey was in or even the one that um, Stephen King was in. Oh, my goodness. And I guess they cost more, but depending on that. But yeah. you can pay to actually stay the night in those rooms oh or God, just a regular room. Epic. It's, like, it's kind of expensive. Look into that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, I mean, just the tour, though, is fun. I'm thinking a crazy ant road trip. trip. Right? I'm, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> a crazy ant road that trip. much money, I might want to make sure it has a continental Probably. I mean, it's yeah. a very nice hotel. Yeah. Like, it's super yeah. fancy and stuff, so it's worth the money. But This will be a crazy ant road trip that Latte has to go on, though, because she's clearly going to be our tour guide. Exactly. She can do it I'm going to leave it to the professionals, because even though I've done it once, they seriously... They tell, but they tell you so much of the history. Like it's, like I said before, if you're a history buff or a paranormal buff, it's good because they tell you the history I'm of both, the Stanley so. Brothers <laughs> and why they built it and how they built and how one of them survived tuberculosis three times. Oh wow. my goodness! And they credit it to the air in Colorado, the high altitude in the yeah. air, and then they also wow. tell you about the ghosts. That is awesome. So. But I'm curious because for people who don't know, Ewan McGregor is playing a grown-up Danny Torrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. And if you watch the recent Christopher Robin, he was kind of giving you a preview, I think. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was more Danny yeah. Torrance than Christopher Robin. That's my opinion. But I'm Damn. excited about it, you know, and they keep adding great people to this. 
Yeah. And I'm even more excited to see what Stephen King is going to think about it because while many consider The Shining to be one of the most iconic horror films of our generation, yeah. he hated it. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hated yeah, it. Exactly. Well, so, he thought Stanley Kubrick messed up his vision. Yeah, yeah but he's kind of. I, I heard he kind of backtracked a little bit on I, that. I think because so many people attacked him about yeah, what, what do you mean? Because so many it? people yeah. loved well, it. Well, and then he did his own TV series right. that was meant like to be, and they, they didn't even shoot any of it at the Stanley Hotel too, which I think is what bothered him. It was all yeah. done in, in London or at this one. A hotel in Oregon. Oh, wow. And they talk about that on the tour too. But um, yeah, they, um, he, I think when he did his own TV series and it yeah, wasn't as popular. Like yeah. it did well, but it wasn't as popular as the movie. He was like, well, maybe the movie was better. Yeah. Maybe. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, Hell there's no yeah. doubt about it. We'll have to follow through with that and see kind of, it's definitely going to be on an is it worth it? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no doubt. Hell yeah. And I mean, speaking of, and we'll just wrap this up real quick, but it too. Oh, oh can't yeah. Wait. That's yeah. going to be good. That it, that's oh, the man. adult one, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I mean, geez, it was so good. I mean, was I was so a fan good. of the TV one with uh, yeah. Tim Curry. Oh, I was too. But, Jesus, man, that that yeah. film was epic. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. The Dude. beginning got me. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting And Skarsgård was like, as Pennywise, was just yeah. scary as shit. Yeah, he I really mean, was. it was, yeah, good stuff. And it seems to be a trend because he's in uh, Castle Rock. He's like one of the main characters. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Robert Redford, old as shit, 82. He backtracks his retiring statements, and he's like, I'm still here. I'm, don't doubt me. He's like, psych. Yeah. It's like, what had happened was what? his accountant called him and said, we got to rethink this. Yeah, <laughs> like, hold on. There's not as much air as you think there is. Time like, out. I mean, Time <laughs> out. I, I just really wonder, like, what would change your mind? I, I don't. You're 82. He's one of the most decorated and glorified actors Ever, ever, yeah. Honestly, well, I mean, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, I think, will always go down as one of my favorites of Robert Redford. I yeah. think it's just it was an epic film. I think it's um, just um, retirement sucks. You think so? I think if I you think don't have enough to do. Yeah, yeah I like, think it's like if you if he's acted in so many movies and he likes the craft so much, when you step away, you're like, well, this is boring. Well, yeah, I mean, I've already done like everything. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like if you're a, an artist, if you're a creative, that's just who you are. Yeah. It's like part of your DNA. And I, I feel agree. like if you stop, you feel like you're somehow, you know, not contributing to what your gift is or what's been given to right. you. And I mean, I, I liken it back to um, last week's guest, Ed Asner, mm -hmm. who very much, 89 and still going. And I love this quote near the end. He's like, as long as I'm on the right side of the grass, I'm yeah. going to keep acting. Yeah. I feel like that's how creatives and, and artists feel it's yeah. like i mean jesus look how many rock stars are well into their 70s still going paul Honestly. mccartney number one album yeah i feel like they just can't retire yeah i mean so i guess maybe they just have more flexibility with their schedule like they sure. can choose when to work more rather than right. feeling like they have to work all yeah i don't know if that just just applies to artists there's a ton of people out there especially when they've been doing like a factory job right so it could yeah. be retail dude you people that, that won't beep, beep, beep. That was my mom. She's one of them. Yeah. My mom refuses to retire. She's yeah. like, I will die if I retire. I like working. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Stop. <laughs> mom, stop. Slow down. But yes. Just, or, yeah, slow down. Just slow down. My dad has been retired for over 10 years, and he just rides around on his electric bike and does stuff around the house. I think see, as long as you have things to do. See, yeah. that's the thing. Know? I mean, I, boy, maybe he should call my mom. That's <laughs> all I tell my, I tell my mom What, she the worked the other day, like a 13-hour day? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A 13-hour day. 
after like, going to the doctor the day before yeah. that for like a checkup. So she and then went to work after yeah. that and closed and then came back in and opened and had to work a thirteen hour shift. Like and she does and that's the other thing. She can basically pick and choose where she wants to work, but she chooses like freaking crazy like yeah. retail and like crazy yeah. stuff because she likes people. <laughs> okay. Be a be a candy striper at the hospital. Right. I mean like, you know, Read the little lift, kids at the library. Yeah, you don't need to be lifting freight and climbing <laughs> ladders, goddammit. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Polly. You got your own segment on it. Right? Inside yeah. the crazy ant farm. I love my mama. All kidding aside, is I it, love my mama. Is it Miss Paula? It is. That's my foster mother, and she won't stop working either. She my mom is your foster mom? What the fuck, Chris? Why? <laughs> <laughs> How I not known this? <laughs> We're foster brothers? <laughs> so anyway, Daredevil, season three. Huh? Matt Murdock is pissed. Yes. Did you see the the little teaser? I saw a little bit of that. Oh man, uh, he's he's back to wearing all black. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. crazy. He looks pretty uh, dark and but you said this is going to be a good storyline. Oh yeah. I mean, they, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with the comics and is just kind of fan of the show, um this so I'm going to be careful here. I don't want to <laughs> ruin it for people. Spoilers. But I will say that this storyline coming me. up, and they've clearly set this storyline up, so I know what's coming. It's epic. And if you're a fan of Vincent D'Onfrio as uh, Kingpin, and uh, you are in for a world of loving coming up in this a season. world of love. Uh, yeah, I mean, loving. seriously, if you thought he's been good before in, in, in season one and the brief appearances in season two, this storyline, and I'm fairly, I'm about 99.999% sure it's the storyline that's coming for season three. He's going to be freaking epic. Oh, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And my favorite is that little trailer so far. And he, like you said, he's all, and it's really dark. And he puts this slight little evil grin on his face. And I'm talking about Matt Murdock now. And, and, he, and he's like, let the devil out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, let like, the devil out. Like, yeah. You know, Matt's going dark. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic. Yeah. And I mean, if we're going to bring up like creepy trailers, and I mean, the same with the creepy smile, the Joker one just right. came yeah. out, too. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little yeah. bit. I could be, and the reason I want to talk about that a little bit is because I just saw this morning that they announced that, hey, don't worry, the Jared Leto Joker and Margot Robbie's um, uh, Harley Quinn movie is still going forward. I'm like, what? What Why is happening right now? Why are you going to give us two right different now? Jokers uh, at the same time? Like, that doesn't make sense to no. me. No. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. But back to... I didn't know how I felt about the Washington Phoenix Joker. I didn't like the makeup. Joker. I didn't like the makeup yeah. because I, I feel like, and if you look really good, and it's hard because the light keeps flashing, uh, like makeup, no makeup, makeup, no makeup. But if you look really good, you can see that he does have the green hair. Yeah, I so, saw that. But my thing is, is with the makeup, I, I can't tell, is this just like, because the storyline that they're going with for anybody who doesn't know is when he's like kind of a down and trotten, deadbeat comedian who's not having a lot of success and he, and he has family issues and everything. And this is what kind of makes him go insane and kind of go crazy and want to be a criminal because he can't make it kind of a thing. And so my thing is, is like this teaser is that makeup part of the, the, the comedian shtick where like, cause right. it's painted on makeup. Yeah, and, you know, like much like Heath Ledger's Joker was. I, anybody who's familiar with The Dark Knight knows that that version of the Joker, it wasn't a chemical reaction yeah. or kind of thing. It was just makeup. Yeah, and so this clearly implies that this is just makeup. Yeah, but my so my question is, is that just kind of for the comedian thing? And then he does eventually get 
the transformation mm-hmm. with the acid or whatever causes the skin to go permanently right. pale white with this or are they gonna follow along the dark night route and just keep it where he wears makeup yeah so because i would be disappointed as much as i loved heath ledger's yeah. version and that type i would be disappointed if it was again we're doing that yeah. i want to see he gets transformed yeah. into because i think that emphasizes his insanity yeah the fact that jesus i look like this yeah. now kind of I, honestly i, mean, I, I just know. really wanted to see flashpoint yeah, no. I, just, yeah. I just want to see that's all, that's all I wanted. That's all I yeah. wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I look though. I'm a huge fan of Joaquin, yeah. and I think he's going to be a brilliant oh, yeah. Joker. Yeah, I just at this point questioning which Joker we're going to see. Yeah, how is it going to be? So yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I could I could see. I'm, I'm I'm right there agreeing with you. That's it, I mean smart, I just yeah. I, I'm excited, but yeah. I'm I'm also nervous. Yeah, so. we shall see. We shall see. I it. do like his attitude. Though. I think if it is painted on makeup, I think it looks better for the um, Heath Ledger one. If you're going to go that route, that mm-hmm. one's more disturbing looking, mm-hmm. in my opinion. If you're going to do the whole, I just make myself up to look like this thing. Right, and I kind of like Heath Ledger was like someone who had. PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it kind of like right. showed like a torn and it understands his violence and how he was trained. Uh, a comedian, I mean, I'm a failed comedian half the time. I, like, I've <laughs> right. gone on stage and failed, but I didn't want to go out and kill everybody and right. go psycho. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, well, I mean, fair. I, I mean, I just, I don't, uh, I guess we can wrap it up with, I like his attitude though, because we've been talking a lot about. Heath Ledger. Yeah. And then everybody knows also, I'm sure if Ace was here, he'd have been Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, because yeah. that's his you favorite kind of like. But they, there's so many people have played such iconic Jokers. Yeah. Even looking at Mark Hamill as oh, the yeah. animated Joker. Yeah. Just about um, to say, just about. <laughs> kind of a thing. And when asked about that, he's like, yeah, I really don't give a shit <laughs> yeah. if people like my version or yeah. not. I mean, I'm just going to do my version exactly. of it, and I don't, I'm not trying to live up to any. It's just, this is my Joker. If you like it, great. And if you don't, if oh, you well. don't oh well. And so I'm like, I guess when so many people have played such iconic versions of an iconic character, that's the attitude you have yeah. to take. Because yeah. if you try to like live up to those versions, you're going to kind of be screwed. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, <laughs> well done, we, uh, Joaquin. I mean, like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, next on the list, live-action Avatar series ordered at Netflix. I'm pretty excited about this one to see what they do with it, honestly, because I was a fan of the animated show growing up when it was on um, Nickelodeon, Didn't I think. Didn't they already do one? I want to say what? it was. They did a movie. Yeah. 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 They didn't do a, a series. A series. Yeah, it was M. Night Shyamalan. And yeah, the, uh, I didn't see the movie. So, I didn't and I heard it wasn't good. So, I heard well, it's not worth it. Well, it wasn't. It was I heard M. Night it wasn't Shyamalan, worth it. right? Hmm? It was M. Night Shyamalan? It was M. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. and it was like during his not so good phase. Mm. And this is also. <laughs> That's a shame. This is the starting of the whitewashing stuff. Right. Most of the characters on there, except for the evil characters, were all yeah. ethnic. Um, and all the good characters were white. Yeah, yeah. I did notice so. that. Yeah. And especially that's an anime. I mean, it's not a Japanese anime. It was American. But yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I'm. I don't know. Like I watched the Death Note live yeah. action that Netflix did, and I thought it was an all right movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I don't know that much about the anime. But I don't think it can compare to the anime itself. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I it, guess it ruined a lot of stuff. For I'm one of those rare people who actually liked Death Note. Yeah, maybe it's because I I, I had an affinity towards the cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Willem Dafoe. It's Willem yeah, Dafoe, and that's like you want him to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. and so, he was awesome. But I think it was more. It's just. Well, I mean, I mean taking a TV series and making a movie out of it is still kind of hard to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. true. 
True. We'll sure. see. We we'll shall see. see. Yeah. Netflix is, you got to give them credit, though. They're all over the place. They are I mean, all they're, over they're the place. They're attempting to do all different kinds of genres and all different kinds of things. Exactly. So. They're getting prepared for they are. to lose all that <laughs> content. When Disney takes everything away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Bond 25, you know how we talked about on a previous show, they lost their other director due to creative differences because, you know, that happens in this industry. Mm-hmm. They now signed on a new American director, Carrie, I don't even know how to say uh, that. Fukunaga. Line. Fukunaga. Fukunaga. Uh, he's set to co-direct with Daniel Craig. This is the first American director to direct any of the Bond films. He, and an interesting thing, he's only directed like four feature films. Right. So, But he's using Daniel Craig as a director yeah. too. Yeah. So that, that's going to be kind of interesting because yeah. Craig's already, he kind of molded some of his character mm-hmm. all around there, the, the harsher, darker, grittier James Bond. But it yeah. also didn't like... Uh, it's still going to be interesting because this is it. I mean, the the reason yeah, isn't this the last creative one? differences were that Daniel Craig, if I'm not mistaken, wants to kill off Bond and go yeah, out in some sort of epic fashion yeah. as the character, and like the other director was like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so and I mean, so I mean, maybe this guy agreed to kill him. Mm. I don't know. So and then I did see there's another rumor that maybe Henry Cavill. Mm. is the next potential oh, that shit. people are like, oh, shit, well, if he's not going to be Superman, let's give him James Bond. Yeah. So, I mean, I, me personally, I think he'd be a badass James yeah. Bond. I, I'm a big Cavill fan. Damn. So I don't know. I, I think they could maybe do both. Like I, like you were saying in another episode, talking about how James Bond can be any anybody. You know, right. That's the whole thing is that it doesn't have to be. So maybe the end of the Daniel Craig James Bond, and he can still have his completed arc and right. go out, and then a rebirth with a new Bond. Damn. Right. And then even simultaneous. Like, we could have Cavill and Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah. Like, why exactly. not have both? Like you like you said, like I think... Like the Joker. What right. the hell? I mean, give us multiple James Bonds. And exactly. I mean, I like that idea. Exactly. I, and even the creator himself, Ian Fleming, said there was no set version yeah. of who James Bond was. Yeah. It's right. always that kind of a mysterious arc of anybody could be James Bond. Yeah. So I think, and yeah, honestly, I love that we idea. get one like, once every what three years? Yeah. Like, two, yeah. three yeah. years. Two, two to three, three years. years. So it's the well, only I feel thing like... keeping MGM in business. <laughs> oh, oh damn, bro! Oh, Shots fired. They're gonna be swallowed up. I mean, they're on the chopping block every yeah. time, and it's all coming down to the because the James Bond library alone. Mm-hmm. It's worth hundreds of millions yeah, of dollars. Exactly. So, like, I literally, I mean, all joking aside, it really is MGM's. Like, yeah. I mean, that's them. Their shit. So, uh, but to your point though, with the only four features. I mean, that sounds scary. You're handing over a franchise yeah. that's been around for 60 years. Exactly. Uh, I mean, what? When was the first? I don't even know. But it I don't was way back. Or late 50s, early 60s. The I first was not James alive. Bond movie. So, and I would be like, eh. But then Ryan Coogler got Black Panther. Sure. And all he had under his belt was Fruitvale Station and, uh, you know, Creed. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I guess if you if you got it, you got it. Yeah. We'll have to see if this guy can carry a yeah. sixty year you know sixty year old franchise. Yeah, but Dustin, nineteen sixty two. Sixty two. So there you go. So will I mean? Can he carry it? That's yeah. a lot of decades of pressure. But Coogler was like, got this it's shit. Fine. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't think you can say it like that. Like it's 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 this long of pressure. How many times has Bond dipped? I mm, there's a lot of dips in the James Bond. You 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 have the the model over there with uh on her majesty's secret service yeah you have a roger moore where it's dipping down in the moonraker you have uh pierce bras um timothy well timothy dalton only did three 
Um, Pierce Brosnan doing uh, Die Another Day, that had a big dip down in it. And like Quantum of Solace even had a dip in the Daniel Craig era because it came back up. So there's always dips in the series. It's, yeah, it but hasn't do you want, your first, do you want your first attempt out? To be a dip, right. but I'm like I mean, saying, like <laughs> if if Daniel Craig's doing it along with, they're both co-directing. I think he's going to be directing the scenes like where Daniel Craig's in front of the camera, and he's going to be directing. Well, like, I, I where think it's Daniel going. Craig's producing. I don't think I don't know. It's if he's a co-directing. co-directing. That's oh. what it says. Co-directing oh, well, then, with Daniel Craig. There so you go. And boom. You have someone who's already strong in the franchise. I don't know Fair how enough. Daniel Craig yeah. necessarily directs, but yeah. he has someone who knows how to shoot it. Yeah, we shall well, we'll, see. Yeah, we'll see. Creed, I mean, I mean, Creed looks like a great movie. It shot yeah. really well. Yeah. So. Honestly. I'm a fan. I mean, I've always been a James Bond fan. Clearly not as big as Chris, because I can yeah, he all, had all like, of the movies. Oh, I should keep my email them. address. That's like James underscore Bond. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, uh, and I mean... From 1999. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> For me, while I am a gaffer, it's not Sean Connery. My 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 James Bond was Roger Moore. I'm yeah. a big Roger Moore, you know, James Bond kind yeah. of guy. Well, so. I'm a Pierce Brosnan, but Moore has always been in right. my heart because of he has some of the best movies and some of the best culture Is anybody out there, there a George Lazenby, like, because guy did one and it was a dip. (laughs) I I mentioned it. I said the Swiss model. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, he he went for it. He's like, I'm a model. I haven't gone into acting before. Yeah, I'm gonna try it out. But you know what? To his credit, even though he only did one, he's never not in the conversation. Just like right now, we brought him up. Exactly. He will forever be known as the guy who did one James James Bond movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, switching it up a little bit, we're going to get into some music. Spotify is now allowing indie artists to upload their music and pick Tavia? release dates. Huh? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. okay to it's be okay. gay. <laughs> 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 no, that's not indie. That's, that's a very short cover. No, it's that's a, a very it's short. A micro cover. It's a micro cover. It's a good <laughs> a micro well, what, cover. What was she? Uh, vanilla Latte. Uh, uh, vanilla Latte. Yeah. Vanilla, vanilla Pudding. Your debut album on Spotify's new indie <laughs> label will be Vanilla Pudding. I'm going to start gonna working be... on your album cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Don't you know I don't think about the things I say. I just say things. <laughs> and then y'all remind me of what I said. <laughs> and like, I haven't oh, forgotten already. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that last week's show will probably be our most listened to episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, one because of Ed Asner and two because of Tavian. Yeah, you had honestly. some just epic one-liners uh, that were did. just we were dying the whole time we were listening to it. <laughs> it was so, we were having a hard time live tweeting because I couldn't stop yeah, laughing. laughing. I'm like, oh my god, that was so epic. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, this is awesome because now they're becoming more like SoundCloud, but on a bigger level because Spotify has obviously taken over. They're one of the big boys in the music streaming game. So this is awesome that they're going to allow indie artists to upload their songs. But there's still a five-day review period. Now, I don't know if that's five days prior to your release date or five days past your release date, but it's still pretty awesome. I want to say if it follows along the same um, procedures as the podcast stuff, it's before, yeah, prior to. Yeah. Kind of like – because I know when we were attempting to do our show on Spotify or whatever, yeah, um, yeah, it's an extensive review process. They basically really do listen to every show, kind of determine if it is something they want or not want on there. And so I I think it's more of like trying to make sure – no, no one's uploading copyrighted content. Yeah, they don't or own. or in this day and age, unfortunately, hate speech or yeah, violent. You exactly. Know, kind of, so That's what I mean, I'm it saying. makes sense. So, but I don't, um, I don't, I don't know. This is like them trying to catch up to something. 
Like Spotify's been taking a lot of hits recently. No, like, yeah, uh, doing so well in the market because like Apple is starting to really starting to uh, take foothold and Google yeah. and others. And this is like okay, we're going to take the idea that Bandcamp's been doing since the launch of Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, you said SoundCloud and there's uh, what's there's another one out there. I just can't think of the name of it at the moment. That they all had indie artists already putting right. tons of music well, out yeah. there. I think that we and we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I mean Spotify. Reverb, that's what it is Reverb Nation. Sorry. There you go. How you how you survive is to diversify, yeah. change, and we've already talked about how the fact that they're leaning into television yeah, programming exactly. now and non music, and this is just another step in that change in direction, if exactly. you will. You know, like. I I think it's a, it's a good move. Whether it works or not, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like they, you're right, Chris. They're at a point where they I were just taking a lot Spotify of hits. Spotify is going to be the next Rhapsody. Oh. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> On the record. Damn. You know, I mean, just bam. bam. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Could, see. That could be my bias, but... Uh, I don't know. I feel you. I feel you. There are no Walmart, are they? There's no Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Team Walmart <laughs> for Soundman. All, right. All right, next one. Kiss announces their farewell tour. The original members, they started back in 1973. It's crazy. They're still around doing all, this. All of them are still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them are Watch still alive, now. I no, believe. No, I didn't mean it because of the age. I meant it because I they're know, rock stars. I know. Yeah, I believe- show of hands for the video for anybody watching this who was alive when they got started. Oh, good talk, good talk. Ah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. But I was three, so yeah. come on. It's not that yeah, I understand. Yeah. But like, how but, long will this farewell tour be? Well, off camera, the other day, we were talking about it, and we were like, if they're not going to go on... You remember that like little hiccup tour they had where they decided not to wear the makeup and like nobody went Yeah, they put song? out a new album. Yeah, but that was like the like, 80s, wasn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, like nobody wants to see Kiss with that. If this farewell no, tour it's, isn't it's the for epic, the show. you know, knights in Satan service, exactly. all full-out makeup and fire in it, like, yeah. like then don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I think people want to see Kiss. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, they want to see Gene yeah. Simmons' yeah, well, tone. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day if if you're going to see Tavia a, doesn't no but no. well that's the no. thing oh I, I would but still see, want to no, see him oh yeah just no. to mark it off a check mark exactly. and a bucket list well like no I think kicks. I think Tavia's denial there is much like what we were talking about but if you're going to see music if you're going to see a great rock band no you're not picking I mean they're kiss. not great musicians no. they're not the best vocalists out there but show I mean that's what I mean they Dude, wanna, you like, want to see the Kiss show it's a performance you, yeah it's yeah. a performance you're not going exactly. to see the band no. let's be yeah. honest about look, look, it I mean you don't go to a wrestling match to see um, uh, I should say a sports event you're going there to see a show a freaking a show. great show yeah exactly, exactly. and yeah. I feel like that's it's entertainment yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss is the WWE of like rock <laughs> bands yeah they really are yeah. <laughs> it's completely fucking fake but it's a great show yeah. <laughs> um Gene but, Simmons is calling right now. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. He's, call, he's calling uh, Jason Williams because right, remember yeah, he right. parked his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great callback. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Though. Although, to be fair, he was a much better like actor. The Family Jewels was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it I was funny. Family Jewels, so. I like and his daughter too. can sing her ass off. She yeah. is a real Sophie. She's oh, a great vocalist. So That's awesome. That's Maybe awesome. she'll carry on. Hell yeah. But, but like, like I was saying, like other artists, like Ozzy's been saying farewell, how long? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cher is coming back, and she's been doing yeah, farewell she's about tours to do since whole, the 90s. Like, <laughs> Here we go yeah, again. I think that's what she's calling it, yeah. right? Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, 
we I shall mean, see. <laughs> I understand like when the artists on the bands fall, like ACDC was doing a farewell right. tour because dude was going into the men's ship. Yeah, badly. exactly. And several others, like I just heard that this is Primus's last tour. They're yeah. about to oh, wow. be down the street playing. Oh, wow. And I hate that I'm not going to get to see it. And damn. Aww. Okay. All right. Well, let's All stick right. with yeah. music. This, yeah. The Beatles, the Let It Be film is to be remastered and re-released in 2020 on the 50th anniversary. Wow. Now, I personally yeah. have not seen this film, but have you? I have. You have you? I have. have Not it? when it was originally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just clarify that. Raise your hands. Who was re- not this time. No, no. I got the 73. I didn't get, you know, I'm not that old. But, um, I have seen the film, and uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. I actually like all the old Beatles films. and you know, Yeah, the I, I saw uh, like all of Hard them. Day's I, Night. Yeah, Hard yeah. Day's Night. I, I thought they were fantastic. Um, so I'm excited for this one. It'll yeah. be interesting to see, you know. It's awesome that they're still relevant, even with Paul McCartney's solo album. Like they're still yeah. around, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, that's a great point. I, I think that they're one of the rare bands whose music just transcends timeless. time. I mean, okay, uh, for anybody who's ever listened to the show in the past, or even just follows me and Emily, you guys know we're huge Pretty Reckless fans. And if you know Taylor Momsen and the Pretty Reckless, they are anything not even close to resembling Beatles. But her full inspiration is the Beatles yeah. and John Lennon and that their music. Yeah. And so I just think it's one of those things that no matter what genre you're coming at or exactly. no way, it just transcends and everybody likes it. And exactly. That, to their credit, I mean, 50, 60 years later, they're still... Exactly. Paul just... <laughs> the number Release, one album. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. It's That's just, what I'm saying. Um, because I felt like some of his songs on there, could uh, you could listen to it whenever. whenever. Timeless. Yeah. But... We're going to get into that, and That's right. is it worth it? And <laughs> so go right. check that out. Uh, but sticking, like we said, more with music. The Heartbreakers, mm. Mike mm. Campbell, the one of the guitarists, says the band mm. will go back on tour at some point, obviously without Tom Petty. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. Just, I don't know how I feel about it, though. Do you really want someone else singing for the Heartbreakers that's not Tom Petty? I'm, it, I, okay. <laughs> and then we go dead silent. No, no, I had an Ed Asner moment there. Like, um, no, what what I was gonna say is, I, I mean, I don't. If it was for like a special reunion tour, yeah. kind of like Joan Jett filled in mm-hmm. for Nirvana, yeah, well, and the, that was entertaining. But it was known. I, this is just a step in for this particular anniversary or for this tour. Right. She didn't like. I'm the new singer of Nirvana. Right. Okay. Exactly. Dustin, and would you go see Leonard Skinner? No. Okay. No, and I'll no. tell you, I'm one of those people. Like Fleetwood Mac is getting ready to go. I desperately want to see Fleetwood Mac, but I'm not seeing them without the five. Yeah, and Lindsey Buckingham's not going to be there. Well, I'm not like, going. It took it's you so Fleetwood long Mac. to see Guns and Roses. Guns right? Guns and Roses. I waited until they were all back. Van Halen. I waited until they were all back. <laughs> Sticks. I will not go see Sticks. Sticks is not Sticks without Dennis DeYoung. Yeah. Journey is not Journey without uh, Steve Perry. I'm yep. sorry. And I've seen it one time, maybe be successful, and I'll and I'll give them credit for that. Queen, yeah. and they went with Adam Lambert, who young flam. I think it works because he's like Freddie Mercury. He was very young, very flamboyant, yeah. very in your face, exactly. And and he's he's I guess a reincarnation of, if you will, if you could even possibly do that, right? Um, and that I mean, no discredit to Freddie Mercury there because well, I'm not saying that's Adam honestly Lambert a good is. comparison. He, he yeah, is. he would. I think he would have been pleased with, yeah. with uh, that. Agreed. You know? But that's rare. 
I feel like you can't just throw people into iconic right. bands. Like exactly. you said, nobody well, wants to see the Heartbreakers without Tom exactly. Petty. Well, like, I kind of have the opposite. I, I still want to see the rest of the band, and it's still something to see them. Those are the also creative people that were in the band, too. It's true. I would love to see the Misfits. Even it's just a Jerry Only experience where yeah. it's just him and the drummer from Black Flag. And that, yeah. that's still awesome. I get to see the Misfits and still write down, I saw the Misfits. Yeah. No, I didn't get to see everybody in there, or Danzig may not be the same. Right. That, that's still give or take. Like, I would have saw the Misfits with Michael Graves. I did run sound for Michael Graves. Yeah. It was amazing to see. And that's still something I write down and put in my book. And Hell several yeah. other that's artists cool. I would still want to see. I yeah. am it's sure. just them. I'm I would sure even there like are many to go people see, like some bands that are just a tribute bands that are trying right. to do something for them. Right. Like yeah. they had the Beatles tribute band mm-hmm. down here. Yeah, no hey, they got one that's coming that. up. It's called Shania Twin. You can Shania that. Twin. <laughs> they got another well, one coming up called. No, Purple. Thank God, that's not my music style. No, but they've got another yeah. one coming up called Purple Rain. Like yeah. a, oh. a rain R E. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like I hear it's really good. Oh, yeah. I would go see it. Just it's it's very creative. Well, that's still kind of tribute bands are one thing though. The actual band with a new guy, I'm just not into. I yeah. just, I, I'm. It, for me, it doesn't. But I mean, there I are people, people like, like you, I'm sure, which is why they're going to go on tour. Exactly. Because there are people like that you will that still would go see, see them. them. I mean, so, I would still go out and see Journey. I know what's his mm, name's not the singer. Look, yeah. I let, the new guy's okay, but he, I know not he's, he's not. Perry. He's not going to compare to Steve Perry. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, I a, still, that's a hard. That's a hard voice to follow, though. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's tough. all the same. Dennis DeYoung. Like, yeah. I mean, I just I, they're yeah. so iconic. Could yeah. you even imagine Fleetwood Mac touring without Stevie Nicks? Yeah, Stevie That'd Nicks's voice is Fleetwood Mac. Not not taking anything away from Christine McVie. No, I mean because I know she does some solo yeah. lead songs, but she is the voice yeah. of Fleetwood Mac, exactly. and I feel like she's not at her best without Lindsay. Yeah, and Lindsay's not going to be there. I agree. So without that. Tension yeah. without that relate, I just feel like I'm not seeing Fleetwood Mac. I feel you. Just, I mean, that's I my my opinion on yeah, it. Okay. Now we're gonna we're gonna end our industry news on a total douchebag. On a total <laughs> douchebag. Wow, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, let's bring it up. Sticking with the music. Uh, Suge Knight pleads Suge Knight. no contest to manslaughter charges. Uh, back in the day, not really back in the day, when they were filming Straight Out of Compton, uh, they he came up to the set and ran over this guy because there was a confrontation because he didn't like the way he was being portrayed in the film even though that's basically what was happening so yeah he basically ran over this guy and killed him and gets 28 years wow because that's what you do yeah listen i don't like the way i'm being represented in the film so i'm gonna kill you yeah, yeah i'm like, not gonna call my lawyer or anything like that i'm gonna <laughs> no. See, the irony of that because the way he was being represented in the film is that he was a thug exactly and a gangster and beat the shit out of people exactly like, so and so his answer to you're not portraying me right just proves but i'm gonna kill you exactly <laughs> it's like so he, he like, killed the the actor? That was no, 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 no. He killed just somebody that was on set who was actually involved in all of those situations back in the day. He right. was just like right. a hangaround guy that knew like Dr. Dre and Suge Knight. Uh, and like everything. an advisor. To yeah, him, and like, he was honestly the peacemaker. He was trying to solve the situation, but then he wrong place, wrong right. time. Damn. So, yeah, it's really messed up situation. I never heard about that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it, it wow. happened like. Because Straight Outta Compton came out, what, two, three yeah, years ago? Yeah, because yeah, it was literally while I was filming. So, like, five wow. max yeah. top years ago. Wow. And so, I'm going to try to transition this. So, because we got our guest segment coming up and it's all about movies and happy stuff. Happy. Oh, so, I'm going to try to transition. <laughs> Does anybody else like me want to see a sequel to Straight Outta Compton? When Honestly. When we go into the death row and, uh, like, Aftermath, you know, yeah. yeah and, and, like, you know, Snoop Dogg and yeah. all that. I, I, 
I mean, I thought Straight Outta Compton was so good. Yeah. I think we should follow Dre's story and keep going. And Honestly. I mean, I, I, I come still on, Dre. haven't seen it. I, it's I really get, good. I get caught up in TV shows. I know there's a lot of good movies and stuff. I know I need to watch more of them. Honestly, and one of my coming up classes, I hope that I have to watch some of these films. There you go. But it's straight like out of con- I mean, study. Paul Giamatti and just the entire cast who played, you know, NWA, they were just phenomenal. They and were. I, I love the guy who played Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I want to see the continuation of the story. Yeah. I, I just, I think it would be, and I think it would do well. Everybody yeah. loved Straight Out of Compton. Yeah, I think honestly. it would do real- So if Dre, if you're listening, go back. Let's, let's make mm, another one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Now it's time for our special guest this week, the one and only Miss Lily Borden. You might have seen her in things like The Martian, The Book Club, or just Book Club, and most recently, The Nun, which we just recently saw. You can go check that out. And is it worth it? She's been acting since the early 2000s, so it's going to be really exciting to finally get to talk to her about her career, man. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to hear what she had to say. Yeah. And like J-Lo said, be sure we we did Book Club, too. Mm-hmm. You can catch our thoughts on Book Club and The Nun yeah. on Is It Worth It? Yeah. So, yeah, it's about time. Let's uh, give her a ring here and see if we can't get her on the phone. There yeah. we go. Hello? Uh, hi, is this Lily? Yes, is this Dustin? It is. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm just um, plugging in my headset. All righty. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Can you Thanks hear us for okay? Calling me today. Oh, yeah, no problem. Of Thank course. you. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, and uh, we're thrilled to have you today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, no of problem. Course, of course. So, uh, so, how are you doing today? Really good. Really fantastic. It's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. It's a sunny, fall, autumn day okay well we're, we're, I'm <laughs> jealous. we're already jealous because we're like dripping in humidity and it's yeah. like over a hundred here so yeah we're already jealous <laughs> are you guys in are you guys in mississippi uh mississippi yeah about an hour outside of new orleans so we're kind of around yeah. the new orleans region so but yeah, yeah and it, super, it, it super quite there yeah hasn't quite found autumn yet here <laughs> yeah to um, be honest yeah who's all there there's you dustin oh uh, well it's Who me else? it's me and logan right now uh <laughs> Everybody else is kind of yeah. hello. <laughs> uh, we might have Emily join us. She should she should be on her way. Cool, fantastic. Aww. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no of problem. Of course, of course. So, of course. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, I guess my first question for you is: I, I noticed that that your mom uh was was a film star as well in uh Hungary. And so, did you kind of like were you around the industry when you were a child and kind of growing up? And is it something you always wanted to do, or how did you kind of get first realize you wanted to be get into the industry as an actress? Well, that's correct. My mom uh, is a very famous actress in in Hungary, which mm-hmm. is not a big country. It's about a country of ten million people. Oh wow! Um, and she she came up when she was super young. She had just started drama school. There's one national theater school, and she got pulled from school to do all these movies. She was known to be the most beautiful actress of her age in the oh, 70s. Wow. And in the 80s, she she moved to the United States and uh, married my dad and had me and then had my brother. And she was away from the business. I mean, she worked. Uh, she did some theater and she did some television in New York. 
But mostly she was a full-time mom. And so uh, when we'd go back to Hungary, I would get a sense of who she really was, like just from people stopping in the street and, you know, uh, telling her that they've always admired her and asking her if she was ever going to move back to Hungary, which she ended up doing about 20 years later. Mm. But she, yeah, but she, um, but she never talked about, you know, what a huge star she was in her country and but I would get a sense of it when we would go home. Right. And when we'd go back to Hungary for the summer, I would be mostly with my grandparents or my cousins. But sometimes I would hang out with her and I'd go to meetings with her. And, and then she'd go home and, you know, fly away for a few weeks at a time and shoot movies. So I would know, you know, that she was working on a movie. So I was around it and she always supported that within me. And she always told me she thought I would be an actress one day. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had that... Uh, inclination i was in all the plays every chance i could get i was on stage <laughs> yeah there you go and and that's, that's how awesome. it kind of started for you right you kind of started on stage and more theater than film and television right well just from my training in school but i i think i i kind of did them in tandem my first film was a short film i did it was a columbia graduate student film and my mom my actual mom played my mom and oh, that's awesome. um i yeah. played Lisa Roberts as a young uh, child. And so I started, I, I would say I started in film if, if I'm to look at it that way. And then as I grew older um, in school, we'd do, you know, the school plays. And I was Annie and Annie. I was Wendy and Peter Pan. And um, and then and then the theater came in more during college. Uh, and then also as I moved to Budapest, I started doing theater. Mm-hmm. And then all the films from out of the country would start pouring into the new studios being built in Budapest because I lived in Budapest for about four years before moving to L.A. in 2008. So from 2004 to 2008 or 2003 to 2008, I was um, doing stage and uh, film pretty much at the same time. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. And, and, yeah, so you quite the traveler as well. Yeah. I mean, and that that's... It's got to be just like this, like wild culture shock, though, right? From I guess kind of doing theater and stage and film over in in, in Europe and and overseas, and then kind of coming to L.A. That's got to be a bit of a, yeah. a switch, right? Um, it was, but it wasn't. I mean, a film set is a film set, right? And I actually worked on pretty big productions in Hungary. It's like uh, the new Hollywood of Europe is Budapest. Wow. Okay. Uh, Colette, yeah. Colette film there, the movie that, you know, Kira Knightley's probably going to be up for os- an Oscar for. And right. So, I mean, so many movies I filmed. I filmed uh, uh, with uh, Ridley Scott there. I filmed with so many amazing, famous actors. And one of my first films was The Moon and the Stars with Alfred Molina mm. and Jonathan Price. Right. So I, I, I started my career working with some pretty big people. And so I got spoiled and then I moved to LA and it took a while to ramp it up. And luckily now I'm starting to work with, you know, I've always worked on amazing projects, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it's, some people say it's the size of the movie, not the size of the role. Well, I don't, I don't, I tend to agree on some level, but uh, my favorite movie was Cherry, which is now only available on DVD, but right. it was my first feature and I was the lead in that. And that was, you know, there were no so-called big names, you know, distributors talk about big names. You need to have a big name in your film. There were no big names in, in a lot of the films that I did. Um, but, but now I'm starting to work on films with bigger names, but also um, making sure that I'm fulfilled and playing bigger roles in, in sort of indie features as well. Uh, my film, Curtis, just came out. It won the grand prize 
uh, at the Montreal World Film Festival. I helped produce that as well. I have oh, wow. a supporting role in that. Um, that's doing the festival circuit right now. Uh, Book Club came out, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. obviously in May, and then now it's on DVD. And then uh, The Nun came out uh, right. recently, um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's number one. Yep. So, so it's been a nice few years, and I'm, I'm really glad I made the move. But yeah, Hungary is always going to be, as you said, where I started my career. Yeah. Right. And and now for 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 anybody that might not know, uh Curtis, that's the, the about the uh Casablanca, correct? And the director of Casablanca? Yes, Michael Curtis. His name uh, was Americanized, but it's actually Kertis Mihai. And oh. he was a Hungarian vaudeville actor that moved to the state first New York and then Los Angeles and became one of the most prolific uh, directors ever during the golden era of Hollywood. He worked right. uh, a lot with Warner Brothers and he worked with Halby Wallace. My character in this movie is Irene Lee. She's an actual uh, human. And she <laughs> she was the story, story editor on the movie Casablanca. She found the play Everybody Comes to Ricks that the movie is based on. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that and and for winning the award. I mean, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, we're definitely going to check it out yeah. because I don't think a lot of people really understand the history of behind how Casablanca came. And exactly. so that's fantastic. And I'm glad somebody did make the story because it, it, it's a great film and the story should be told. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I hope a lot of people see it. Well, this is a good sign because this was our first festival and uh, and we won the grand prize, so uh, hopefully this is a sign of what's to come. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, and as it progresses and as it goes on, definitely we'd love to have you back on to talk about it as yeah, it progresses definitely. and kind of and kind of gets out there and people see it and talk about it. We'd love to have you back on to talk about it more. Full disclosure: Logan and I have seen both the Nun and Book Club. This is true. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, we 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 enjoyed both. Um, we actually reviewed them both, and and and, and uh, yeah, we we loved them. I thought you and Book Club uh, as the dance instructor was fantastic. Yeah, it was honestly, um, awesome. Thank you. Because I, I think you know. It, it's a huge it's an important role to that couple's relationship mm-hmm. and their storyline and I thought it was it, it was the way you played the character it, it was just hilarious yeah. and and the interaction <laughs> that you had with those with the it, it was brilliant it, it, yeah we thoroughly Aww. enjoyed the film um thank you yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it I love the film I love that film yeah it, it I, I'll tell you what and uh, <laughs> We were kind of in a theater, and it was a bit of an older skewing audience, and a lot of women and everything, and they were just having a hoot. They were laughing, and it was hysterical. So it made it really fun for us, of course, and then we just kind of – yeah, it it just – Congratulations, because it's a great film. Thank you. Um, with a great Thank cast, you. and yeah. and you did fantastic in it. So yeah, um, and we would highly recommend people to go see it because it, it it is a good time. It's a it's a fun film. It is worth it. It's a great time, and it's so great seeing these ladies and that and knowing that they actually became close friends through right. shooting the film. Awesome, it's also yeah. amazing. And then Andy Garcia and Elisa Silverstone. It's such an amazing cast. Yeah, and, and it was such an honor to be part of this group of people and then also to be part of the story of this one couple played by Craig T. Nelson and Mary Steenburgen. Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, okay, I got an, a Craig T. Nelson cause I'm a huge fan yeah. from parenthood from coach from Incredibles. Yeah. I mean like everything he's ever been. What's he like? I mean, is he, is he oh. as nice a guy as he comes across? I mean, what, yeah, what was it like know, working with know, him? He's, ex- he's exactly who he, you know, is in like the parenthood, like just a oh, warm, kind, oh. soft, spoken that's awesome very quiet really um you know yeah yeah but not like in a way that you know like uh i've met you know i've worked with like um jeff bridges 
mm-hmm. he he was quiet yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know but in a way where he was playing his guitar and like he was very focused and right right you Nelson was like super complimentary and um just very very supportive and at the end of the shoot he came up to me and said lily uh what you did today was a huge accomplishment it's not easy to to do a to, to do scenes where you're you know i was a dance instructor and i'm not a dance instructor I right dance. i studied dance most of my life but to you know you're in a sense taking charge of a scene and these two giant you know legends of actors are there and you're telling them what to do right i was like can i do this can i like take charge and do this and i you know, and, and, and it was really nice to hear that feedback that I did. You kind of just got to do it. You know, you can't be, like, overly polite or, like, genteel about it. You just got to say, third frame and get up and let go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then playing somebody who's trying to teach people who can't dance. Yeah. So that's like hilarious yeah. in itself. And you did a yeah. phenomenal job. I mean, I, seriously, like your your role of the teacher was one of the, the best parts of the film, yeah. I thought, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Um, Thank you. Oh, no, that's you're amazing. welcome. I mean, like I said, I, I the interaction that you had with, with just even Craig T. Nelson and the whole thing at the end yeah. when he's like comes up and surprises her. And I, it was just brilliant. It was yeah. Really good. It's beautiful. That made me cry when he showed up <laughs> on his motorcycle cycle and his costume yes it was a good part it was a good part. it was and then the nun yeah like wow <laughs> just yeah what'd you think uh yeah we 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 loved the nun i mean we were yeah, having a good time with the nun as well yeah it just yeah we we loved frenchy yeah <laughs> frenchy was hysterical yeah. oh yeah we Frenchie's loved how awesome. it, how it went back and forth kind of between horror and comedy because there was a lot yes. of comedic relief. Yes. Well, there was room for it in this particular Definitely. movie. And I, as we were working on it, you know, uh, James Wan was on set and he was saying, um, you know, if there's, if there's any of our movies that there's room for this kind of thing in or, you know, more of, more of it, it's this one. So Definitely. let's just go for it. And so I think everybody just really just wanted to have a good time yeah. and make something fun yeah. right. as well. As well as scary. Yeah, right, exactly. Achieved, I think it achieved both where you can laugh. But, you know, I think I think that horror films, I think it's more terrifying in a way when you can have that release of a, a laugh now and again and then and then go back to being freaked out. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're tense the whole time. You kind of, like, I, I, I do anyway. I zone out when I yeah. when there's too many scares. Yeah. I just kind of shut down and I just, like, close great, my eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's just me. No, no, we agree wholeheartedly. And, and I mean, because there were some intense scenes. I mean, when he's buried alive in the coffin and, you know, the the hanging. And, and I mean, it's some intense bunch, stuff. So yeah. to have that relief, like you said, to kind of wake the audience a little back away from the... Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. what what are one of our favorite parts is, you know, like, uh, holy shit, the holiest. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. a great line to yeah. just kind of lighten the whole thing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I met Damien Bashir uh, at the premiere because I didn't have any scenes with him, but yeah. um, he's such a lovely guy. And that's he awesome me to hear. on Instagram, and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's such a, such a nice, you know, Yeah, gesture. it's a nice moment. Like, uh, just even wrote me, said it was nice to meet you, and just such a gentleman, polite polite man that's cool well that's good and i mean it sounds like you 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 it's it's great to hear it sounds like you have a lot of fun on all of the sets yeah exactly and you do kind of develop relationships and have and have a you you know a camaraderie with the people well you know i think that you know someone told me this once and i was like a little bit turned off by you know that we have the best job in the world as actors 
And I have to start to agree. You know, uh, we, to be on set, I mean, who doesn't dream of being an actor and being on set? Right. Having the story, you know, being able to tell the story in that way. I mean, we love actors. Mm -hmm. I love actors. I look up to these people and the fact that I get to work with them is such a perk. But, you know, even just to be on set, the, the vibe that's on set, that creative uh, collaboration is the best feeling for me in the world. Yeah, So definitely. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's, there, it, it, there, there can be conflicts and there can be, um, you know, tension, but generally speaking, everybody on set is there because they want to be there. Exactly. Because they right. want to be part of something like this. Exactly. So there's, there's uh, most sets I've worked on. There's a lot of gratitude and a lot of joy and mm-hmm. a lot of like, holy crap, are we really doing really this? Here and are doing we really this. living our dream right. and yeah. making these movies that exactly. millions of people are going to watch and hopefully like? And con- you're connecting to people, not just the people you're working with, but then the people who watch the film and right. who then rent the film. Exactly. Yeah. A, a, a good. A, a great explanation and a, and a great description because we've had we've had other guests on the show too who describe it that way that your art connects with people. Yeah. And that you do it to you know as an a form. It is a, an expression of art or a form of entertainment, but you're also on a on a level reaching people that you see, that see it and can somehow inspire people or do that. So I, I love people who describe it that way because that, that's the way I look at it. You know, at, while it is entertainment and I enjoy seeing a film, the art speaks to me. That's why we do what we do and why we're in the industry and, and exactly. do the things because, you know, we do look at it that way. Um, so yeah. it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel the same way. It's true. Yeah, it, it really Honestly. is. Um, so television, you've also done a lot of television and on some, uh, you've been on some big stuff. You Westworld, uh, Law and Order, SVU, ER, um, what would you say the biggest difference is, or do you do you prefer television over film, or film over television, or kind of walk through the process of what you feel the biggest differences are between that? Well, um, uh, hmm, I guess there's um different, you know, just from the format, there's different uh, vibe vibe. I would say, mm-hmm. um, film sets I think are a lot slower. Although I do have to say that being on a lot of indie features where the pace is so fast because the budget is lower and you have to get all of your scenes shot, all of the pages done. Um, In a way, that can be similar to TV, whereas a show like Westworld, where we shot on film and where the budget was so big and where, you know, I really felt like they were taking their time. Right. Like, we, we had time. So it felt more like a movie set. It felt more like being on The Martian. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of crossovers right now. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of. So I, I would say that it just depends on the budget. It depends on what we're shooting, what we're shooting on. Depends on the the people at the helm. What's important to them? Where the priorities are? Yeah. 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 The <laughs> personalities of the of the film. So I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I've, you know, things like ER and. Sure. Uh, Law and Order. They're so well, such well-oiled machines. Exactly. Right. They yeah. move so smoothly and calmly exactly. and paced. Uh, whereas, like you know, I was on Westworld season one, so right. um, I definitely felt like 
it was a, a, a team learning about each other, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. also working very, very well together in a very excited, knowing that we're creating something amazing, yeah. shooting on film, which is to me like such a dream, yes. such a dream yeah. come true. Cause it's such a, such a different feel. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> I'm a film guy. I, I'm a big film guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm old school and I just feel like, like you just said, it's a whole different world, a whole different experience. And, and for me, Anytime I get to work with film or the film format, it's just so much better to me. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. I love old yeah, school. Yeah, I actually I recently met with a uh, a gentleman who works with Kodak. Oh, wow. Steve Bellamy, and he showed me this picture. He works with the Nolans, and mm-hmm. he works with uh, like he worked with John Krasinski. The Quiet Place was filmed on film, right? And I was like, yeah. I didn't know that, yeah. but when I when I think about the film. Because I wasn't thinking that when I was watching it. Right. When I think about the film, the feeling I get is has so much more depth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just even remem- remembering the film has so much more dimension and mm-hmm. warmth, such a different feel and vibe than like films that I know that were filmed uh, with the same budget but were filmed digitally. Like, and it's not even like you're watching it in Europe, but you, the feeling of the film, the, right. what, the, what you walk away with. And he showed me, and Steve Bellamy showed me uh, a picture. I was like, what is this? He's like, this side is film and this side is digital. And the digital one was this really pretty colorful sort of pris- prismic uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. The film one was this sort of green, globe, globular, organic looking thing it was alive right it looked alive so when you break it down to the smallest you know particles film is alive and digital is not so much yeah 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 what what you're capturing is is alive if it's good acting and if it's real and truthful but the actual material itself that it's being captured on it's completely different Mm -hmm. it is it really it is. is. Wow, that's that's yeah. got to be like one of the best descriptions yeah. I've heard, especially coming from somebody in front of the camera yeah, that, that realizes behind the yeah, camera and the beauty works. of it. And the, again, I think it goes back to the philosophy of looking at what you do as art and and a living, breathing exactly. piece of performance. Yeah, wow, that was a great description. Yeah, that was beautiful. Well, all, 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 he, all I had to do was see this picture. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. wait. Uh, he was like, which one do you think is digital and which one? I'm like, well, this one's green and kind of like, doesn't look like, like, looks like some kind of fungus. And this <laughs> one is colorful and bright and it's prismic and it's pa- got a pattern, whereas the other one doesn't have much rhyme or yeah, reason. Right. I said, well, I don't, I'm, I'm going to, I have no idea. I, I, I didn't even want to just guess. He's like, this green one, this live looking one is filmed. Right. Awesome. That's so, so if you awesome. see this picture, if you can find it anywhere, maybe Kodak has it on, on their website. It's unbelievable. Now, backtracking a little bit, you were talking about the different pacing between a short film, feature films, and television. Which do you prefer, the fast-paced television or the slower-paced film? I love being on set so much, and I love filming so much that I, I tend to like to take my time and chew, chew my food and you know, um, but Definitely. but as far as the fast pace, I mean, it would also depend on uh, the role. You know, if it's a quick job in and out, um, or if it's like uh, you know a recurring role mm-hmm. where you. I just I just like 
having time to like really talk about stuff, even if it's before. So the the pace, you know, you can get you know, the best shots on the first take, and right. I've become more of a first take kind of girl. Right. But then I also like the third take, so it's like always the first take and the last take are the best. Yeah. But because they're but they're always so different. Right. Right. Right, and just spending that much more time, I guess, connects you more with the character, right? I could imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. The more time you have, the more energy you give something. Right. Whatever it is in in, in life, it's whether it's a relationship, whether it's um, a, you know, a character in a movie, a role you're playing, whether it's, you know, you're developing something for, you know, technology, whatever it is. The more the more time you have with it, the more you apply yourself. The more you communicate about it, mm-hmm. which is why I love rehearsing. Uh, the better I think the product is going to be. And then you know, uh, I know I've spoken to directors, and like I, it's my experience too that the first take is the best. But if there's preparation behind it, I mean, you can always rely on happy accidents, and those happen all the yes, time. Definitely. But you know, if you've ever read Sidney Lumet's book on uh, directing. Uh, he rehearses with his actors and one of my biggest regrets is when uh, I he wanted to meet me for a role on 21 uh, was it 21 Center Street mm-hmm. I, yeah that TV show yeah so I was I was like 18 years old I was in love and I was running back to Europe to see my love uh, right oh uh, <laughs> and I was like oh. no I got a ticket I got a ticket to Europe I'll see you later but like yeah like rehearsal you know re- rehearsal is is such an expression of the love of the craft of, it is of definitely it is oh yeah the, the tragic love story the chase in love and exactly. oh, that's <laughs> oh my god that's a great story yeah though. that's a honestly. great story okay so let, let's uh, I know I know um a couple of questions, just kind of talking about the industry and how you, it's kind of changed and, and evolving, and and how it's kind of made the move. You brought up digital and film and stuff, and how it's kind of gearing towards streaming now, and the the big battle of the consolidation of the studios. I guess now you mentioned Instagram and that you're on Instagram and you're on social media and everything. How are you with that? Have you found that that this this big emphasis on you have to be on social media? If you if you don't have this many followers, you're not gonna get it over this person who does and this have you found that to be true have you found that to add a different aspect or challenge to your audition process or what the industry your approach to the industry no so so it's it hasn't been a change for you you kind of you you still approach it the same way and and are you a fan of the social media aspect of it now or or it's just well let's just say i've been sucked into it Okay. And I've let I've let that happen. So I do post and I do share what I'm working on. I'm not saying it hasn't helped me stay in touch with my collaborators right. and some fans. You know, I don't have um, I haven't put too much energy into gaining followers. I know there's an art to that as well. But um, I I was just reading an article by Kira Knightley, and she's not on social media at all. And she made makes perfect sense. She says, "Why am I going to?" put something out there it's going to have hundreds of comments and people some people being positive some people being negative and that's on my phone and with me in my purse it's on my person and you can't get away from that right and and that's so true and i was thinking like oh man maybe i should just stop this whole thing altogether and just you know let my work speak for itself and not have to post about oh i'm on set oh i'm at a premiere but it's also for me, it's been a way to stay in touch with like old classmates and right. friends, and definitely you really feel connected to these people. 
but yet you're not. So it's it's like a double-edged sword, I would say. It's two sides of the coin. It's, Absolutely. It's good and it's bad. And it just it's, it can be a time sucker, and it's also a way to spy on people. You know, like you can see <laughs> what people like right, and yeah, don't like. Exactly. And it's just, it can suck you in. And, like, I know some people who live their lives on, on Instagram, and I think that's probably taking away from from time or moments spent in the present right you know in in reality not the virtual world right definitely well and as i was just thinking while you were saying that it could it could help you but then you could also self-destruct by posting the wrong thing so yeah definitely a double-edged sword i agree with that yeah i mean you can post something that turns someone off or you have an opinion that differs with someone and where you can sit down face to face and have a discussion about it. Um, you post something and then that person might feel compelled to just say, well, I don't agree with this person. Right. I'm going dis- to you know, disown them or you know, disassociate from them. Whereas it could have been a conversation, an exactly. important conversation where both parties learn about it. So it's this echo chamber effect as well. Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of turn table just a little bit and kind of talk a- away from the industry a little bit and talk about some stuff you do outside of it. Uh, also, we noticed um that you're that you do a lot of work with autism and the autism uh, autism spectrum and and the um children and how did you get involved in that? Was there a particular reason why you kind of gravitated toward autism or um how did how did that all come about? And and thank you for that, by the way. Um, we think we th- we love that that you're involved in that and. Are, are, are actively engaged. Um, so how did that all kind of come about? That was sort of something that found me. I had a friend that I'd met who was an actress, Carice Hutchings, and she started a foundation called uh, Guidance Autism. It's guidanceautism.com. We teach dance to kids with autism. Saturday mornings, I'm teaching tomorrow's class. And um, what we do is we use dance and it's very hands-on, so we, we position the kids. We teach them the basics like plies, releves, but we also have a lot of free dance. We have dancing across the floor. It's just a way to have fun and disengage our brains, but engage our, you know, at the same time, like engage our bodies and our freedom, freedom of, of expression, you know, where, where it's just a new channel of self-expression for, for these children and um and also a great opportunity for us to connect with them like I feel very fortunate to be part of this organization now for about eight years and um yeah and just incorporating different trying new things like we have a respite program for the parents I give Reiki healing to the parents um if they you know if they opt in for it uh even to the children if they want it so it's just like a really fun space Definitely. to be together and um, with some great music and dance and scarves and then free dance and, you know, just fun stuff. Chicken dance. Stuff <laughs> there that we you go. do together that ah. we look forward to every week. That's yeah, so absolutely. Awesome. And, and it's so nice. I mean, I think it's important for, because you seem so uh, very appreciative of, like you said, that you get to be on a set and live your dream and do the things. And, and it's always nice to, to see somebody that's so appreciative of what they get to do, but then also give back yes. and to help other people and, and to do I, I, much respect. I, I mean, I have a lot of respect for people who do that and, and can, Thank are you. fortunate I think it goes, yeah, it goes hand in hand um, because, you know, it's easy to get caught up with your own stuff. And it then is, huge perspective 
I don't have my own children. Um, I would like to sooner than later. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know what it's like to have kids, let alone kids with, um, with autism or something, something else, Yeah, right. you know, uh, any kind of something that, that can be considered a setback. Um, we try to find, we try to help these kids and their, these parents connect through dance. Mm -hmm. And, and for me, the reward is seeing, seeing these kids, um, do things for the first time, like how, like clap or stomp or, you know, a roll across the floor oh, or yeah. do a plie or learn the difference between first and second position. Um, so it's just, uh, it's life. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, that's awesome. That, yeah, beautiful. that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, going uh, down on your Instagram page, I noticed that you posted something about Ed Asner's uh, Family Center and Friends Poker Tournament. Did you go to that event? Yes, I did. And uh, I went to uh, an event a couple nights ago, a premiere of a movie called Randy's Canvas, mm -hmm. which is about an autistic young adult um, growing up and falling in love and um, Autism Speaks had another poker tournament. There's a lot of, uh, um, luckily there are a lot of great, great people who are championing this. Yes, yes, um, definitely. You know, helping families, helping families cope and having programs and resources. And I, you know, if, if I weren't an actor, I would probably become involved in this as well. Mm-hmm in something related to helping these families and children with autism. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I got, I got it. Did you play poker or did you just go? I did play poker. All right. Uh, well then I do have a question because we recently talked to Ed and Ed admitted that his skills weren't so good. So he stole a lot of money. <laughs> oh, did, did, did you get, did you get taken from Ed or how'd you do? <laughs> I wasn't at a table with Ed, but I did meet him. Uh, yeah. He's such a lovely, lovely person. Yeah, he, he was. was so sweet. Yeah, he was, and he's a, he was a great interview as well. But he was hilarious. He's like, yeah, my skill level. I don't really win, so I just steal a lot of money from him. <laughs> So, well, listen, uh, again, just thank you for doing that. It, it's wonderful to hear and, yes. and a much success for that as well, as much as your entertainment, much success for your continued work with that too. I think it's wonderful that you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, thank so you. what, what's next? So what's next for Lily? What, what you got coming up? Well, um, there's a couple of movies that are in the early stages of development. Um, and then I just, I'm continually auditioning mm -hmm. and, uh, also working on some projects, um, mostly short films as just developing them and, and then seeing what happens with our feature curtis And, um, yeah, so I don't know where the next, I don't know what the next, next thing is, but I, there are a lot of opportunities that I'm very, very excited about. I really, 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 I got to tell you, I'm interested in, in, in the Curtis film, and I'm excited to have you back on and talk about mm -hmm. that as it progresses. Thank you. Um, because I am old school, and I'm all about <laughs> Casablanca and the golden era of Hollywood, and so to kind of see these things, we, I would love to have you back on to talk about that as it keeps going. Yes. Um, yeah, I would love that. Maybe when the film is released in the States, hopefully we're still looking for distribution in the States. Awesome. Yeah. So, That's awesome. That's awesome. And one last thing before we let you go, we always ask our guests, what would you, what advice would you give someone trying to break into the industry? Um, that's interesting. I, uh, it depends on the person and where they are and what their, where their interests lie. But, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, there's very basic steps you have to take. You have to get headshots, uh, start working, go on Actors Access or LA Casting and just submit for student films, get material to make a reel. Yes. And then once you have your pictures and your reel, um, approach smaller agencies or bigger agencies. Um, and then also network with people, find people who are network. making uh, content, offer to help in any way you can, whether it's, you know, providing a location or just being on set, volunteering to even be an extra. Exactly. Just be around what you want to be. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, that's the, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think <laughs> it can be said any better than that. Be around what you want to be. That's, that's yeah. the best way to say it. Best way yep. to say it. Yep. Don't, don't. Don't, um, how do I put it? Like it's, you know, sometimes you find yourself being the, the, the best one in the room. And then when that happens, it's time to graduate and mm -hmm. find people who challenge you. Exactly. And, um, but also give back. So, 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 so chill in that space for as long as you can inspire some young people mm -hmm. or, you know, or, or just people starting out or people, but, but always try to be around people who challenge and inspire and that you can learn from. Right. And I think that's the absolute best way to, to wrap it all up because you just said, I think for me, the two most important things for a human being, not just in the craft or what they're trying, but in life, you should always try to keep learning and growing and improve but you should also always try to inspire someone to do the same if you're in a position exactly. to do that. And I think that you you wrapped it up perfectly there. You continue Thank to you. grow and continue to inspire. And I think if you can do that in life in general, you're doing okay. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the space to to formulate that. Because, you know, when you have an interview, you start to get clear within yourself when you mm -hmm. talk to people about it, like-minded people or whatever, or people who aren't like-minded. But... Um, thanks for giving me the space to come up with that. Because I think that's really how I feel. And that's really, you know, where I have to focus. Yeah. Yeah. My energy. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you for sharing. I think we, yes. we do have a lot of young listeners on our, in our, in our base and they, they are inspired. So we, we always look to try to get people on the show who, who, inspire and who who say that you can do this and you can grow and you can and and so thank you I, i'm sure that a lot of our listeners today are going to be very inspired by your story and how you've been able to move and do the things that you've done so thank you for giving us the opportunity to share that message we yes, appreciate definitely. it very thank much you. thank you so much guys have a beautiful beautiful evening you too thank and you well, as well. Uh, open invite you come back anytime you want to and we, it was a thank our you. pleasure yep, all yep. right thanks guys uh-huh you betcha have a great one you too bye all right bye-bye wow that was pretty awesome yeah that was pretty awesome to be honest with you i mean yeah wow just like that's a very like unique approach yeah, exactly of how you to know the industry in general and to life into life mm -hmm. exactly like not even having any children but spending all of this time and effort towards a great cause is just amazing yeah and i mean i really seriously liked how she wrapped it up and the way she described it is like if you become the best person in the room it's time to move on mm -hmm. i mean i i think that's the exactly. brilliant way to say it it's like you are you never stay on that plateau mm -hmm. if you're at the high if you think you're at the highest you can get you're done exactly you got to keep going and exactly. going and go and 
And I just, I love people who give back. I mm -hmm. love people who inspire or want to inspire. And she seems to be very yeah. along those lines of wanting to give exactly. back to the community and, exactly. and do the things. Agreed yeah, what a completely. wonderful guest. Yes, thank you fantastic. for coming on the show. That was awesome. All right, now I think it's time for our top five segments. And this week we got original shows from streaming services. Mm. Yeah, like Netflix originals, Hulu's yeah, originals. It's a, it's, it's a good one, but as usual, a hard one. Yeah, yeah, honestly. and it's getting tougher. Are you sure we can't just switch to the top ten? Eh, it's like a lot, bro. It's mm -hmm. a lot. No, because I only have four this week. <laughs> you can't change to ten. Yeah. You'll probably get more as we list them off. You're probably that's probably true. Like oh, yeah. those. Yeah, yeah because well, I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you right now. One of mine is grouped. It's a several shows grouped because if not. It would have been my whole top five. Like, mm. I mean, you can't. I don't know. We make the rules, so That's if you right. want to have a few more than five, it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> this is our show. We do what we want. That's right. Boom. Our show. <laughs> Boom. Like, okay. Uh, who's first? I guess we'll stick with the trend, right, All ladies? Right. Yeah, right. ladies. So, um, for I, like, <laughs> I only have one from Hulu, which is kind of sad. I know they have more, but it's a really good one. Future Man. Future Man, yeah, I like Future that. Man. I keep forgetting to put that on my other favorite shows because mm -hmm. it is up there with regular shows too. But um, and of course, Stranger Things, which I've put on everything. But I slashed it with Dark. Have y'all seen that one? Mm -mm. On Netflix? I've heard about Negative. it though. It's really good. It's very similar kind of feel, but it's German. But it's about like a mysterious town kind mm -hmm. of set. Like, well, it, it is a time jumping thing. Anyway, it's really good. So it's a time um, jumping kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Last Kingdom. Holy <laughs> shit, that's a good show. Yeah. Wow. I've seen that. It's wow. really. Good. I have I have not, but that sounds like a hell of an yeah. It's, a, it's like, like well, it's about like the um, like in England, but before England was solidified, and it was still like just a bunch of different tribes of people, and they were like fighting over England. Oh wow! So it's really good. It's, okay. it's set in like the eight hundreds. Yeah. Um, glow. I love glow. Glow. Um, the Santa Clarita Diet. Because mm, I thought that one was yeah, funny. Yeah, funny. And then I have like a sixth one, kind of like honorable mention, because I haven't finished yet, but Maniac just came Mani out. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I have, my gosh. I, I, yeah. I, that's what I'm going to binge watch. I just watched the first episode yeah. last night. I would have watched more, but I was really tired. Right. But it was really good so far, so I have a feeling it's going to be good. Yeah, oh, see, man. I feel like that one would be on my list, but I haven't watched exactly. it yet. Exactly. So it it's very interesting. Crazy. It's yeah. one of those ones where you really have to pay attention, though, and like yeah. pay attention to the background and stuff, because Kevin uh -huh. was like catching stuff in the background. He was like, did you see that poster? Did you see that? Right. So we kind of figured out it's like... It's what people in the seventies probably imagine the future to be like. Is mm. kind of what it is. Like it's yeah. sort of futuristic. And but then it's yeah. got. Weird, like, I mean, it's a phenomenal way. cast. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine it being bad. Yeah. So. And they're 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 killing it so far in the first. Jonah Hill oh, is man. so different than yeah. anything I've ever seen. That's what Honestly, we were just talking we were about. Just talking about that yesterday when we were prepping for uh, he, our interview. He's got to be seriously one of the most underrated actors. He really yeah. is. I Honestly. think everybody just and, thinks of him Pineapple Express yeah. stoner kind yeah. of. But this guy can act. Yeah. He really oh, yeah. can, yeah, and he can. he's lost a lot of weight too, which I think kind of like adds to the fact that he doesn't even seem like the same person. Like, yeah, I have to remind honestly. myself. You know, that's, that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like he, have you ever heard that story? Brad Pitt really got on him on Moneyball or whatever, and saying, "Dude, you've got so much talent, and you can act, and you're just like this great thing." You you gotta you gotta get healthy. Oh, you shit. gotta get healthy because I've, I'm I'm scared for you and you, like get on it, work out, lose the weight, and that yeah. he really inspired him to kind of get behind that healthier lifestyle because he really believed in him about yeah. you can do this. He Damn, looks good. I yeah, know it, but like I said, it, it really seems like a totally different person because he doesn't look or act the same as anything else I've ever seen. But it's really good because you kind of lose yourself in the character, like right. you Forget that it's him. Right. Right. So anyway. Good, good, good list. Yeah. yeah, good list. Really good. Tavia took my spot this week of overexplaining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 it happens. <laughs> it's good. All right. 
Okay. Holy shit, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> good Official statement. It's such a good show. The question is, is everybody okay to be gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I think so. Okay, all right. Okay. I don't know the show. How was it in that the fight for London or England back then? So, really good. Yeah. All right, I have the crown. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Everyone agrees. Most expensive Netflix show, just to put facts mm. out there, uh, over talk about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> we got time this morning. We got time. We got time. Uh, Stranger Things. Because mm. yeah. it's epic. It is. Um, the Gilmore Girls revival. Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. You worked that one See, in there. Always. Didn't you? Always. You that one in. But on Netflix, yeah. the uh-huh. was a streaming it's an series. original. No, that's what See, I said. Yeah. You were able to work it in because you got in through the back door. Uh-huh. It was yeah. like, oh, When we do no. our favorite city, she's going to be like, Sleepy Hollow. Wait, wait, is that what that is? Stars, Stars Hollow. Stars Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. That's Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. I forgot. Did you see Lorelai? At least I've seen it. It's okay. That's Epic, it though. does the Lorelai and Rory visit Sleepy Hollow. Oh my That'd gosh. Crazy. And then. <laughs> the Headless Horseman. Yeah, would be just like, I can't keep up with the dialogue. I'm out of here. Like, I ain't scaring shit. <laughs> where, does, where does he drink coffee? Does he pour it down the neck? We don't See, know. Like, she said in a while, though. So you've seen it. That's good. I, I have. That's I used good. to watch it in high school. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and then. Fuck you. Damn. That was affectionate from the gaffer. Apparently, it's it. And then Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. And nice. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't come up with a fifth one. No. Logan, what's your five? It's okay, we got extra for you. <laughs> yeah. got really? Because you. you couldn't translate your... Have you not watched it? Maybe I was going to say you could take your Gilmore Girls... And 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 give some love for Rory with her new one, Handsmaid's Tale. I haven't um, watched see? it yet. Yeah. Mm. I have heard it's really good. I have heard it's really good. I'm still so behind for not having internet for a while, yeah. and then only having maybe one streaming source. Right, right. right. So exactly. it's like it kind of limits me to. It's a pretty not, epic show, though. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to just throw that out there and take my word for it, you can add that to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'll yeah. add it to my uh, IMDb watch later. List. There, you there you go. It just keeps growing and growing. This segment brought to you by the fine folks at Amazon. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Mine, uh, Stranger Things, Castle Rock, Ozark, The Crown, and Punisher. Damn, he mm. blew through them. Mm. No, yeah. he just like <laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right, wow. so straight to the point. Mine, I think, are pretty quick too. My um, my five is the combined ones. It's all the Marvel Netflix series because mm-hmm. I feel like I can't just ignore any of them i love them all and if i were to list them all that would be my list yeah all five of them grouped that's number five uh number four um i want to do stranger things i love stranger Mm -hmm. things i mean come on yeah uh number three i am going to go with um, the last tycoon i really thoroughly enjoyed the last tycoon um yeah it's brilliant Uh, if if I, I don't know. I just the the casting Kelsey Grammer, Lily Collins, and uh, Matt Bomer they mm-hmm. were just brilliant. And you guys all know I'm a school uh, old school fan, and I like the golden era of Hollywood. And it's just the whole thing. It's just it was really well yeah. done, really well produced. I loved it. Uh, number two, Thirteen Reasons Why. I Ooh, forgot about um, that one. Damn it! How can you not put? <laughs> I mean, God, the suicide Shit. scene alone is just is so intense. And season Damn. two was great. Um, so yeah, I'm Thirteen shitty. Reasons. And number one, I can. <laughs> I'm gonna number one do a slash. Are you? So as you can see, I've I have like thirty of them. But number one is a slash, and it is the crown, obviously. Team Team Claire, uh, and team Claire. Uh, House of Cards. Because 
Yeah. Let's be honest about it. Let's set aside because I know everybody now yeah. is cursing at their uh, computer mm, and like you yeah. know or their radio and wherever they listen. Set aside Kevin's Basie. Look at it from his performance, yeah, not from this. his douchebagness. Um, it, without House of Cards, none of it exists. Honestly, it was the first binge show, and it was a yeah. huge success, and it was massively. It and really everybody's was. like jumped on board after that. So without that, it doesn't exist. So Crown and House of Cards. Sam Sammy. He's oh. like, shit, did you already do your five? <laughs> yeah. We've done 20, bro. If you don't have your five by now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I want to put a side note. Uh, two series I really want to catch up is Peaky Blinders. And oh, Black my Mirror. God. I forgot Peaky Blinders. That's a brilliant show oh, if yeah. you guys that, haven't seen yeah. it. Oh, my God. I haven't gotten to see them. They're right there. And, like, they're the next yeah. shows I'm starting, yeah. but I haven't started them yet. Peaky and I feel Blinders. so bad for Black Tom Mirror, Hardy Peaky and Peaky Blinders alone is worth it. It's fantastic. I do love Tom Hardy. Yeah, I, yeah. But I have to be different from y'all, so I changed it all the way up. Um, I went with Castlevania, huge Castlevania fan from video games, and then seeing it come out on anime, and Netflix is doing a really awesome job with it. Hell yeah. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Um, Man in the High Castle. Mm, yeah, Man in the High Castle. It's a good one. Take the lead actor from Dark City and yeah, uh, make him where the Germans won. It's really, really interesting. I haven't seen season two, only seen season one, but just that. The premise is alone is oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Um Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anything that can make that. me so upset at our legal justice system. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, like you get on fire at the third to last episode and then yeah. you just go on just like wind up. Down. I, just a side note, I actually just this morning read an article about the, apparently they're doing a, I think it's Netflix too, they're doing a documentary series about people who falsely confessed. Yeah. And it's oh, another wow. indictment mm-hmm. of the justice system. And why would they do that if they didn't do it? So I, I'll have to look it up and find the name for you. Oh, yeah. Sure I'll like love it. to watch that. So yeah. I, I would guess even more, more mad at our. Yeah, stuff. there you go. Why doesn't it work like law and order? Damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but even law and order, they like forced confessions <laughs> and they true. like yeah. put people behind yeah. jail yeah. when they weren't supposed to. So even in the series. Um, the Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, yes, it's yeah. so good. It is so it's good. So I didn't expect to funny. like it that much. I know. Because it's, so it's, it's so weird. It and is but weird. It's funny. But it, like, even in the weirdness, you can't help but laugh. But yeah, I mean, honestly. From, from Justified on, I mean, basically anything he's in, I love. I mean, yeah. he's great. He so. is good. And Drew Barrymore. Come on. It's yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. I mean, it's America's new He's all like, yay, like, I yeah. accidentally ate him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, like, I know they have a weird relationship because of the whole helping her kill people thing, but right. goals. Right. I mean, goals. Goals. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Like, he really I need loves to find her. a woman that will help me kill people. All right. Mark that down. I'm getting I got to remember that. He loves that woman. <laughs> Oh my goodness! People who mass murder together stay together. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that old saying. That old saying. Remember that? Okay. And no slash uh, Stranger Things and um, like y'all said earlier, uh, The Crown. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody agrees The Crown's probably right now the best. I mean, like, come on. But the weirdness of Stranger Things, the love letter to the eighties, yeah. and to great uh, monster movies. Yeah, and- I mean, yeah. They even brilliant. make a joke about it on uh, Modern Family with their. Uh, Oh, I can't think of their names, but the the gay couple. They were watching it, and one of them got ahead of him in an episode. He was like, "You watched it without me." He was like, "It's it's true life. It's not exactly spoilers." Like, right? What like, happened, right? You know, if you know history, <laughs> right. goodness gracious, <laughs> that's Sorry. funny. All right, well, that's an awesome list. I mean, yeah. I still feel like everybody had a slash or an honorable mention, so I feel like we're eventually going to get to. It has to be top ten. Yeah, we'll see though. We'll, we'll see. see. You know what though? I I just want to let the viewers know upcoming upcoming, we're going to have a fun one. It's going to be a really fun one coming up. 
coming up, uh, our Halloween, our big Halloween show. Yes. Because, you know, we're actually, you guys know we re- we record these, and we're going to be recording one on Halloween. We may or may not all be in costume. We'll see. Um, (laughs) But I'm really excited because if if you guys couldn't possibly figure it out, duh, our top five that week is going to be top five horror scary movies. Yes. So everybody start thinking now. Okay. Um, And our forever guest is going to join us. Our forever guest is going to join us. Rebecca Kennedy will be back on. She's going to participate. Rebecca, get your top five. This time she's got time, though. We just clapped it on her last time. She's like, Rebecca, you got plenty of time to come up with your top five this time. So it's scary movies or horror movies. Epic. (laughs) But I was excited. So we're, we're really excited to have her back on. Um, so well, if we come in costume, I have to bring Kevin with me. Oh, yes. Yeah. Always, yeah. I, I think or are you trying to say your costume won't make sense without Kevin? Basically. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Basically. Yeah. That's what I are you guys I mean, going as a mass murdering couple? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, we're actually, I think, we're, unless we change our mind, we're going to go for um, for Ashes versus Evil Dead, Kelly and Ash. Oh, my mm. gosh. So, yes. Yeah. How many times does he just roll over to you and say, that's just pillow talk? One of his most I classic know. lines from the film. But that's I just like, pillow but talk, baby. Nah. <laughs> She's like, nah. nah. She's like, no. nah, what if he does? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Halloween. Only on Halloween. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Anyway. Word of the day. Word of the day. <laughs> word of the day. <laughs> She's all of a sudden. She's like, no, no, remember, it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn yeah, nerdy, burn nerdy. Word of the day, Sal man. Word of the day. She is so red. If you can focus on that video, she is so red right now. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> it's what I do, and I won't remember it three yeah, weeks yeah. from now. So I'm exactly. Good. So it's fine. It's fine. Well, we have it on recording to that's, remind you. Oh yeah, that's right. Obviously. Keep trying to say ovulate. Oh. <laughs> ovulate. <laughs> I think you're confusing what we just talked about with the word of the day. That's not it. <laughs> no, it was a good stuff. Obulate. 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 Or obviate. 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 There it is. There's no U in it. Okay, obviate. <laughs> yeah, but I keep trying to add that U and ovulate. <laughs> Uh, we promise none of us have been drinking. No. Except for coffee. It's, it is nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just tired. Yes. Okay. Anyway. I'm we're sorry, just tired. I'm over here with a monster myself. Yeah, we should. Uh, full disclosure, just in case we do sound overly crazy or yeah. more crazy than we... We're recording this thing like way early in the morning and we're like afternoon and evening creatures. So maybe this sounds... Well, especially late night. I was. We didn't go to sleep till about two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how we're here. Damn, bro, that's crazy. This whole show has been uh, recorded while sleep talking. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so to prevent or make unnecessary, right? Right. Boom. I like it. I like it too. Same. There's a lot that we could obviate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote down in my notation notes is obviate. V8. Would have helped. Oh my goodness. All right. Baba made it. (laughs) So I think it's time for a little box office. A little something, something. A little something, something. Box office. Now, I'm just going to say it. Because, I mean, we really should let people know this one, we're. We're not only are we doing it early in the morning, but we're pre-recording it really early because we're going to be in New York. Yeah. By the time you guys hear this thing, we'll actually be in either New York or Washington D.C. Yeah. So 
That's why we're doing it. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Because you're going to have to try to throw down some box office predictions, and it's got like a week before it's like this. See, I'll, I can, I'll throw out some predictions, but I can't do like one, two, three. I can't put them in a list. That's no, pretty hard. How do you know? Exactly. You, I mean, you usually have some data going into exactly. it because you see how they perform in a little bit. Yeah, uh, this is going to be have interesting. No idea. We All don't... right, Lil' Cam has got to go do a haircut, apparently. Roll out. Bye-bye, bye, Lil' <laughs> Roll out. She's a transformer. <laughs> Question for you though: Have you seen the trailer for Mandy? No, I'm not. No, check oh, that shit out. Oh, oh man, oh. Uh, oh, shit. Nicholas Cage's new movie. Yeah. Apparently, oh, it's yeah. I have like, heard really, that's pretty really intense. and yeah. weird. Oh Holy shit! Well, I mean, it's weird. Nicholas Cage. Bye. But I mean. And I want to say, all the here. listeners at home and viewers, if you heard that weird noise, that was the mouth coming through on two microphones so powerful. It oh. sounded like he was in a tunnel. Everyone. Yeah, that, that, like, that mm. microphone being set there, all of a sudden, I started hearing. <laughs> There's a lot of that, man. It's powerful. Oh, We're just going to move on. Oh. Let's do those box boxes. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, little Cam is oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Hellfest. Hellfest. Uh, at eight to ten million little women, five to ten million night school. That one with Kevin Hart. Mm. Um, I think that will probably be the top. It's going to battle between that one and Smallfoot, the new animated one that's oh, coming out. Yeah, I oh, heard yeah. that's going to be pretty good. So those both are going to be around like twenty to twenty-five million. But the box office has been a uh, rather slow. Wait, did you put recently. Life itself on there? Where do you think it's going to end up? I have no idea because that movie already came out. And, uh, well, I, yeah. yeah, but you movies that are already out: The Nun, Peppermint, Predator, A Simple Favor, White Boy Rick, Life Itself, and a clock with or a house <laughs> with a clock in its walls. Change yeah. your name. Change your name. That's but a yeah, for that. like I said, I cannot. I don't. I can't do one, two, three, four, five. I can't do it. Well, it's I mean, it would far. be hard even if you yeah. if you were doing it at the normal time. I mean, because you got James Corden and Channing Tatum and all that with Smallfoot, and then you exactly. got Kevin Hart with. I mean, that's gonna. And be, we're also so early. It's on trying to do predictions because we that, don't know what this weekend's done. That's so right. Yeah. It's so, kind of hard exactly. to go, oh, well, the, yeah. Yeah. so stay tuned. Friday's so numbers tuned. hasn't been reported yet. And just like the same with Billboard, like I'm guessing Drake is still going to be number one on the Hot 100 so with 11 weeks. Uh, right now it's at 10 weeks, but he holds the record for most number of weeks on the Billboard Top 100. That's, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. I, impressive. I think it has a lot to do with streaming. And That's... so, what, what, have you changed your mind? Because I know we're getting ready to review on our review show. Is it worth it? Is it Paul worth McCartney's it? Which new album? Yeah, but when you hear this, that will already be out. So go check that out on <laughs> Is It Worth It? Uh, YouTube, crazyantfilms.com. Yeah. But so, what I was going to say is, uh, have you changed your mind? Because you were hinting that you didn't think it would remain at number one on the albums chart. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll remain number one. No. No. I mean, like I said when we were talking off air. Uh, if Eminem's Kamikaze didn't remain number one for two weeks, I don't think this will remain number one for two weeks. It just seems like they don't stay up there. Since we started doing this, that's when we started deep diving into the billboard and shit. But since we started doing this, mm, it seems like the done. most um, albums stay up there is two weeks. So we <laughs> shall see. So <laughs> random. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just very slight. I don't even know how to describe how that was inserted right there. It's just like, oh. <laughs> Coming off on on so, Crazy Ant shows, we're going to right. Well, man, this has been like a freaking awesome yeah, show. Yeah, it really so, has. All right, honestly. well, you know what you got to do. You got to tell right. where to find us. Make sure to follow us on all social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, 
our website, uh, Facebook, Crazy Ant Film Company, on Twitter, Crazy Ant Films, on Instagram, Crazy underscore Ant underscore Films, and on YouTube, Crazy Ant Films, Apple Podcast, Crazy Ant Film, or Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, and Google Play Music, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Make sure to give us five stars, like us, comment, comment, do all that craziness, and we actually have a website that it's thundering outside. It <laughs> creeped me out a little bit. We have a website, crazyantfilms.com. And you know who visits our website all the time? Not really, but near future. Oprah! Oprah! Oprah!